Happy New Year's! Happy New Year. And Merry Christmas. And Happy Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa. They all happened in the, in the time we've been since we last recorded. Um, I don't know if you know this, but... Since la- the last time we recorded? Yeah, you, we put up a podcast last Thursday about breakfast cereals, but we recorded that one back-to-back with... Um, the, uh, the Christmas cartoon special. So, you know, that's how they do it in this industry. You stack shows. Hell, Letterman uh, never works on a Friday. He re- records Thursday and Friday. Well, he did when he worked. Thursday and Friday were both recorded on Thursday. We tried to slip one in there. We it did. Was, and then, not... and then like, we, we assumed no one would notice. And you, you told me to roll this clip if you want to open it up from Simpsons with Krusty the Clown. How can you be here when your show's on live? Eh, I just threw on an old rerun. No one will know the difference. Children, remain calm. The Falkland Islands have just been invaded. I repeat, the Falklands have just been invaded. The disputed islands lie here, off the coast of Argentina. Ugh. Now, I don't, so, the clip doesn't work because it, we didn't throw on an old rerun. No, but we tried to pull one over on the audience. I, we do, that's I, what they I, do it, in the industry know, all the it time. Didn't, it didn't, and just because we didn't talk about Carrie Fisher well, passing. See, that's what did it. Or that your mom was a Mormon and didn't let you watch Pee Wee Herman. Oh, we have, I have, there's a serious, I have issue that I need to address. But yeah, the, the <laughs> Carrie Fisher thing, the first thing that popped into my head, the second she died, one, wow, that's a bummer. It was really, it was. There was a it was bummer. a letdown. And, it was just but, the final kick in the sack uh, it, yeah. that 2016 that, left and for us. The, and the uh, solo cup guy died too. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. he was—he lived a long life. Oh well, yeah. Carrie that Fisher Carrie, had that. at least one more movie to star in. Well, she still will. And they pushed, uh, from what I understand, they pushed it back a year. So oh, they for can, CGI, so yeah, they can CGI gonna, it. Yeah. They have to. I guess it's going to be weird, but yeah. that's some uncanny valley shit right there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the the second thing that went through my head was, oh shit, that's really something people would assume that we would address on a podcast talking about the rad the, years. The rad years. <laughs> so well, I mean, we really haven't talked a lot of Star Wars. We love it, but we haven't yeah. talked a whole lot of it. Like, what what one thing have we talked about that's been completely? I've like, almost been avoiding it because it's like um um the, what's it? That's that word with the O. Obvious. <laughs> like it's been so well, yeah, obvious also. Yeah. Like it's an O word. Yeah, it's an O word. So <laughs> let's address um more importantly. So one of our one of our uh Instagram followers I'm and not, podcast listeners. I'm not even gonna say who it is. Uh scary hairy vampire Larry. Okay, you can. Um <laughs> assumed your mother which I could completely agree with, um that your mother was must have been some sort of Mormon or something to think that Pee Wee's Playhouse was too uh, inappropriate for a child. I want to make this very clear. <laughs> My mother is not a Mormon. I know some Mormons. Some worse than up- Mormons would let their kids watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. Well, those ones in Mexico with the AK-47s that are fighting drug cartels that are Mitt Romney's cousins, sure as hell would. 
Okay. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know you, about really? that. Really? No. Oh, yeah. This whole family. Uh, there's a compound down there, and they're at war with the cartels. It's like, they're like hardcore Mormon. That's, uh. Yeah. It's Mexican Mormons. It's more men. More. I'm trying to make a joke. Yeah. It's, it's falling flat. I'm just going to let you hang there for a little bit. <laughs> let's, be, let's put this spotlight All back right. on you. Okay. What, um, religion, what crude religion is your mother that she wouldn't let you watch? Uh, I was raised Lutheran. No. So. I was Catholic, and my parents, like, in, encouraged Pee Wee's Playhouse. They drove down, not, not this one over my shoulder, but the same one from Lionel mm-hmm. Kitty City. They drove to Philadelphia, put, put me and my brother and sister with a babysitter, uh, for my fifth birthday to get me a Pee Wee, uh, talking Pee Wee Herman doll because, and they would just sit me in every Sunday and uh, we, we had beta copies of the Christmas special. I, we, we big top Pee Wee in the movie theater. They would just inundate me with Pee Wee Herman just because they knew, oh, here's another slightly, uh, um, disturbed person that my well, son can relate with. Well, it, like some parents see their kid and like, oh, my kid wants to be an astronaut, so they buy him a toy astronaut. My kid wants to be a Basketball policeman. Player, Michael so, Jordan. Yeah, uh, they realize that you were going to be a man-child. M- mildly <laughs> on the spectrum man-child with no skill that is suited for survival in the world <laughs> that requires. I basically live in Ryan's playhouse right now. So, RK's playhouse. Yeah, they they realized what you were gonna be. Okay. And so, they allowed you. They fostered I should that path. Into my couch. That could be like a double cherry. <laughs> Dude, like, I kind of like see it. a yeah. face on it already. Yeah. yeah. I'll get to work on that. <laughs> Anywho, so I wanted to be certain, so I called up my mom and asked, "Are you a Mormon?" She assured me she is not. Not that there's anything wrong with. Th- th- not that there's anything wrong with being a Mormon. They're the nicest people in the world. Great my neighbors people. were. Bring them young. Yeah. Literally. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I asked her about the peewee thing, and she was, when I explained to her the situation, because I remember it vividly, she was cracking up at the prospect of watching a dog eat dog food for like a minute and a half. <laughs> right. Um, and I said like something along the lines of, well, you, you said there is no value to it whatsoever. And she pointed out, there is no value to watching a dog. No, but eat. my parents but, saw the value, and I'd shut up for an hour. Uh, however, this is the same woman that I gave me the green the light down. for. I was ten years old when I watched Aliens. I was. Oh yeah, I was watching Police Academy. Well, I so was she, I. But she where walked was in. The, I'm where's watching the Police. Pee Wee is not okay. I'm, but I'm Police not, Academy. Not Police Academy, Academy Six. Police Academy One. She, she walked in. I'm sitting there, the and I'm, I'm just. Staring at the the bonfire scene, she walked in. I'm just staring at tits, and like my eyes are like, "What are these things? These are awesome." And uh, she's like, "Uh, eh, all right, that's okay." Yeah, but, but Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I think so. It was she just, gave you no explanation. She's just. It was. She's like, it was probably bad timing. I mean, this is the same. She banned us from watching The Simpsons. Mm. Um, we were kind of because well, like th- they would kind of the, the Catholic school I went to was kind of like don't let your kids watch Simpsons. Yeah. But my dad kind of liked it because we would watch Married with Children, and that was his favorite well, show. Well, again, that my next <coughs> thing. Well, the Simpsons one, she it was the when Rod and Todd are eating the pixie stick and they fight over it. So she's like, "You're not watching this," because I'm pretty sure at this point my sister and I were just in a slugfest every yeah. day. That lasted a week. I'm like, I'm watching The Simpsons. She's like, fine, I'm not going to win every battle. <laughs> you, you tell your and mom then, as you're cooking your breakfast <laughs> meats <laughs> on the cast iron fucking skillet and, that you're watching. And then, mom, I'm watching And then the I Simpsons. also brought up Married with Children. 
And I remember growing up, I wanted to watch it. And she's like, it's the worst show on television. It's disgusting. You are not watching that trash. We watched it together as a family because my dad loved it. And then, so that's what I grew up. My mom hates Married with Children. I'm not allowed to watch that show. And then a couple of years ago, they did the reunion episode. Yeah. And when she saw the commercial for it, I've never seen her so excited. Oh, so she secretly watched it. You hate that show. She's like, I love that show. I just didn't want you watching it. Right. I had no business watching it, but my dad, my dad, like I saw Spaceballs before I saw Star Wars. That's just growing up with my dad. That's how it was. When my mom wasn't around, it was when my mom was around, we had to watch Dirty Dancing or The Pretty Woman for the billionth time or some horrible because I'm going to lose some fans here. I'm not a fan of the Disney musicals. But my mom and sister were, so they, they had to say over my brother, dad, and I, there was three against two, but it didn't matter. But when they weren't around, it was Caddyshack and Spaceballs <laughs> and Short Circuit 2. But. So, yeah. That's Just want to clear the air. My mom's not a Mormon. What else, before we get into our topic, do we have to talk about? Um, oh, we're going to, I'm going to try to. I don't want to make this sound like a real show that has, like, segments and bits, but uh, I want to bring a little something to the table. Oh, yeah? A little something we call, something happened this week roughly 20 or 30 years ago. Do I have a bumper for this? We'll work on it. Okay. I got an, I, I got a, a, we got a guy that I want to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll just, over the top, ridiculous. Right. And the perfect guy. Huge to thing. To do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. You have this, you want this commercial though, right? uh, No, well, no. I'll, should I just introduce it? Or, so, well, something happened uh, 20 years, well, let me do the math. Hang on, this is going to, oh all right, boy. something happened on. Math is ja- happening, Yeah, people. we're not, fuck the math. January 4th, 1988 at 8.30 a.m., this happened. You gonna raise it? Look at all the stuff they had. Fuck. When I was a kid, the only thing I had was a two by four. My dad said it was a boat. For my fifth birthday, he put a nail in it. Mom said he was spoiling me. Today, kids have it all. Not only do they have television, they have their own network. Every day, Nick Jr. has all the stuff kids want. Cartoons, sing-alongs, adventures. They have talking bees, dancing elephants, and flying bears. No wonder the kids won't play with the boat. Let your kid play with Nick Jr. every weekday on Nickelodeon. Uh, next time, remember to pop yeah. the card up. Please. Well, I was too busy talking about how awesome and professional we are. <laughs> yeah. Now we're a real show. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Nick, Who Nick didn't Jr. watching Nick Jr.? Nick Jr. launched. Um, Nick, 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 Nick. You know, the, Nick, the first Nick, show Nick, that was on it? No, Did you watch it? it? It was Pinwheel. Do you remember oh, Pinwheel? Oh, yeah, I remember. It was Canadian, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much everything that was on Nick Jr. was an import. I don't know if there, everything was either Canadian uh, Japanese or like Lithuanian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David the Gnome. David the Gnome uh, was, yeah, I think some weird Eastern European block. Yeah, but that's thing. weird because I think I, I, I'm, I am just winging this. No Wikipedia page open in front of me, but Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein brothers were producers yes. on it. They brought that show. It was over. a Miramax. Because when it you first open yeah. up, it's a Miramax yeah, banner. Right, right. first thing you yeah. see. Um, but there, well, a lot of. I think a lot of those companies either got their start or got a boost from importing stuff. Um, uh, well, you know what? We've got David Gnome. Let's talk David Gnome. Play uh, the fucking, which one's David Gnome? One, two, three, three. four, five. Okay, Play three. three. This is a taste of David Gnome. What's the topic today? 
Uh, today it's a board game. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. I pulled a lot of shit for this. That the world of David the Gnome. Okay. Yeah. Um, 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 it's from it's Dutch. It's a Spanish animated television show based on the children's <laughs> book The Secret of Gnomes by Dutch author Will Hugen, illustrated by Ryan Portvillet. Um, the program was originally created in Spain by BRB International and um, titled David El Nomo. <laughs> and um, the English language dub of The World of David the Gnome was produced by the Canadian studio Cinar, now Cookie Jar Entertainment, in association with Miramax Films. Christopher Plummer narrated with the voice of David the Gnome being none other than Tom Bosley. Oh shit! Yeah, that's now yeah. that I see that, that's mm-hmm. uh, that was apparent. Um, and it it, it's, it began airing on U.S. televisions in 1987 uh, on Sundays on Nickelodeon. I guess they just added it. Yeah, and it was part of the fledging Nick Jr. lineup. Um, wow, this is yeah. We can get deep. Yeah. So I just want to kind of brush over things. Now we're gonna. So that end was up. we we didn't even mention that country. That was Spain who did that. Wow. One. Well, this one comes, uh, this is a Japanese show, um, and this is another one that the guy got his, I don't know if it was his start, but uh, eventually got pretty big. What's this called again? Noozles. This was the, um, like, koala bears from another dimension right. that were hanging right. out with the and girl. Right, and they, cr- they creeped me out like crazy. Yeah, news. Yeah, 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 this is definitely Japanese. Yeah, yeah. but... Uh, uh, Hayam, yeah, this uh, is Nippon animation. Hayam uh, Saban was the guy that oh, brought course. that in. That makes sense. So uh, he stole everything. Well, he, stole, he, he licensed everything. Licensed everything. And he made a fortune doing. Famously, the Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yes. Yeah. So when you see that, that's the guy that I'm not sure how long he was doing it. If this was early on, and that was '88. Power Rangers didn't come much later on. Power Rangers was like '94 or five, I think. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. This was done in Japan in '84. And I don't. It doesn't say when it came to America. Oh, uh, 1988 to 1993, uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, Nippon. Yeah, they. Uh, that makes sense. We are. We are. Uh, I'm surprised. We were just like uh, introduced to all this culture. As I didn't kids even think. Cartoons. You didn't I didn't even, even think, think about, about it. it. But now, when you look back, yeah, yeah. it's different. It was different. Now, what's the, what's next, Squeeze? Uh, Play four. This I still I sing now because. Oh, the Bram the Elephant Show. Elephant yeah. Show, right? Yeah. This was a Canadian show. Yeah, I just was. I was just googling this the other day for Sharon Lewis and Bram's Elephant mm-hmm. Show. Yeah, CBC did this. Mm-hmm. Who also financed Kids in the Hall, one of the greatest shows. And uh, you can't do that on television. And you can't do that on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah a lot of set. a lot of early. Nickelodeon programming it was Canadian. Yeah, and they just brought it down. Why uh, make your own when you could just pull stuff right. no one's seen before? So then there's and then there's a. Uh, this one has a warm place in my heart. Play one. Like the tent? Uh, Eureka's cast. Did you have the puppets from, from Pizza, Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut? I was going to say, I had Batley and uh, Magellan, okay. I think, yeah. Ah. 
This was, oh, created by R.L. Stein. No shit. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. And Judy Castick. I'm probably screwing that name up. And this is United States. Um, and uh, the puppet design was done by three design studios. And that's... Uh, but it was done in the style of Sesame Street, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, and uh, the show originated, it was the first, it was the only one we talked about so far that originated on Nickelodeon. Um, and this was a, <coughs> everyone loved Magellan, the big dragon, mm-hmm. but this was one of the first, um, uh, I don't know, I can, a Grover was on this. Was this? Really? Yeah, from Sesame Street. He was the waiter of the castle. Are you sure it was Grover? Yeah, it's right here. Performed by Frank Oz, Grover. No shit. We just, we were so young. I actually had a dream about Magellan not too long ago. I took some NyQuil. Okay. And uh, I I can't have that stuff. Just like the normal dosage. That doesn't make, that gives me an opposite effect. It keeps me awake. It doesn't make me Well, I I had the flu and then I took that. It keeps me awake, but then I was having these weird... Weird dreams, and uh, Magellan came to me and spoke to me, but he was uh, decapitated, so he was holding his head in his arms. Of course he was. While he spoke to me, and then little elves were dancing around. It was... That's not weird at all. No. But yeah, a normal, you know, standard dose of NyQuil. That's what it, that's what it did to me. What? Le- do we have one left? Yeah, I got one last show, and this one, I mean... Which one is it? Uh, five. And this is just... Oh, everything. Yeah. This was from syndicated from CBS. Yeah, but then it and ran. This one, yeah, this is I. This is where I first watched it. Uh, Nick Nick Jr. I would think so. Yeah, and, I, and it was religion. Mm-hmm. This show was just so great. Um, all the movie clips they used. Um, all the Star Wars references and Indiana Jones. Yep. Yeah, this was this was a great great show. Uh, but yeah, here's to Nick Jr. Should we start our show? Yeah, let's start the show. Who went first last time? I'd have uh, the last time we recorded. Yeah. No, well, the, the last show, the second time, the second, second show time, we recorded on that day. I think, let me, who went first? We t- I went first, right? Because we talked. We did the pops. show. Oh, yeah, corn. So it's me, and my turn to yeah. go first. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a little something okay. squeeze right now. Help me, my toothaches! No worries, I'm the Crocodile Dentist. I'll fix that smile, you crocodile. I'm the Crocodile Dentist. Crocodile Dentist. Just grab and pull. There's quite a mouthful. I'm the Crocodile Dentist. Crocodile Dentist. The game's Crocodile Dentist. Take turns pulling teeth, but don't pull the wrong one or he'll snap and you're out. It's a mouthful of fun, but don't pull the wrong one. I'm the Crocodile Dentist. Crocodile Dentist. I feel so much better. Crocodile Dentist. I'm Milton Bradley. Crocodile Dennis. The, the commercial is probably more memorable to most people than the game. But my sister had the game and constantly forced my brother and I to play. And it was dangerous. That thing would snap down on your finger. Really? You pushed the wrong teeth, too. I don't think I ever played it. They made a smaller travel version later, but the ma- we had the big guy. Uh, it was uh, the brainchild of Robert Fuhrer, who later would create Gator Golf. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we didn't have that. So it's pretty much the same mechanism. They just put a little mat in front of it. Well, they put teeth. Uh, so you push the tooth down on the, the crocodile. Mm-hmm. And if you push the you wind it up and it'd go and you push the tooth down. And if you push the wrong one, it snapped down on your hand. How did it, was it random? Yeah. Huh, interesting. 
I almost want to take one apart just to see, uh, uh, see how it worked. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm sure there was something, like, because you wound it up. I'm sure there was something that would go below it. Okay. That, like, if you push a tooth and, like, there was nothing to, for it to, like, stop on. And as you wind it, the gears are irregular. So yeah. each time it's going to be in a different position. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, because you had to wind it up. So that's why I could only uh, imagine. But, yeah, it was it was fun. And my sister constantly make us play. And she loved when it snapped down on our hands. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I think it says here, in 1993, an episode of The Price is Right featured a blooper involving the travel version of Crocodile Dennis. The game was used as one of the small prizes in the pricing game Pathfinder, and host Bob Barker and mo- model Janice Pennington decided to try it out. Barker triggered the sore tooth, which caused the crocodile's jaw to close on his finger and Barker to yelp in pain. Uh, oh, my goodness. That's awesome. <laughs> I, He's we gonna have fu- that thing spayed and neutered. We got, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Uh, we got to find that clip now. Do you, did you play Crocodile Dennis? I don't think so. I was uh, no. I don't. We if were, we did, we I mean, totally I never if, bought if, into the gimmick games. Like my uh, sister, especially. Um, a lot of these were least inspired. She loved games. Yeah. One I left out of there was Pretty Pretty P- Princess. Uh, I was thinking about going with that. Um, <laughs> did your sister make you play it? Yeah, made me. <laughs> Did you wear all the jewelry in the tiara? Oh, I was so good at that game. Finally an excuse. <laughs> uh, dentist. Bob Barker, Crocodile Dennis. Oh, yeah, here it is. Right there? Bob Barker versus the Crocodile Should Dennis. Should we preview it or yeah. just fuck it, play it? Yeah, let's play it. Finally, travel Crocodile Dennis from Milton Bradley. Watch out. You never know when that croc will snap. It's a, it's a mouthful of fun on the road. Right, that was on her. So Bob's not doing it yet. Rod Ronnie, man. He's laughing. He's, Bob Barker's laughing hysterically, though, because it snapped down on the girl. That scared you, too. The clip you want to look for is Bob Barker versus Crocodile Dennis. I love it. It scared her. Do it again. Do it again. Oh, she's doing it again. Now, Bob, now Bob's still standing oh, with the contestant. Were, you, were they on her when, she, when the, were they, you saw that on... Then you folks at home will enjoy it right along with me. <laughs> now, wait. In order for her to make a good judgment of the price of the game, show her again how those teeth work. <laughs> Bob Barker's you, loving now this wait, game. What? Now Bob's at the crocodile. So now you push a tooth over there. Okay, now I push one here. They're playing. Okay. Ah, it's not. <laughs> it's not on Bob's, Bob's finger. Oh, man. That's that shows how fun this game was. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, that's a clip to look up. But uh, I can't believe you never played it. It was a cheap. Uh, it wasn't an expensive game. No, was, you didn't have I any just, pieces. It was just a fucking one piece. We, d- we didn't have a lot of those. Uh, like the, I, don't, I guess you can call them gimmick or like the large, single like, set piece or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like uh, Mr. Bucket kind of. I think we had Mr. Bucket. My sister loved those weird games. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about Croc Dennis. We ready for your first one? Yeah, let's. All right, here we go. Once upon a time, there was a kid who said, I've got a great big bunch of crackers in my bed. But all the crackers crumbled, so into bed he tumbled. Gotta match the crackers, the crackers in my bed. Need the kid. Gotta match the crackers, the crackers in my bed. You want to match a cracker? Gotta use your head. If you can't, oh, I'll put it back. If you can, you gotta match. Gotta match the crackers, the crackers. Crackers in my bed. <laughs> Crackers in my bed. New from Parker Brothers. 
Uh, what is? I don't know. You never game. played no, Crackers no. in my bed. It, it's one of those uh, match like games. match games. Yeah. Okay. It's I have you, one of those coming up too. Yeah. It's like when you you know it's one of the uh, one of those sweet ones as a kid. Like it's very simple. You know, it was it was fun. I wouldn't. It's not something I would. Okay. I see. It's a it's a big kid with teeth as big the, as mine. Oh, oh, the 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 creepy. Uh, the creepy ginger in, kid that you have to like poke around on his body while he's smiling so much. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta. It, it, there are like color cards that poke out from uh-huh. the sheets, and right. then you have to pull one out. That's weird. And then match that you have half a cracker on that, and then you have to match it with your deck of cards, which have the other half a cracker. <laughs> if it's a match, then you have to you feed the little fat kid the cracker. Um, okay. And then. All right, because no, nothing, nothing says I'm gonna go to bed like a couple saltines. <laughs> um, uh, but if it, if it doesn't match any of the ones you have, you have to put it back. But everyone gets to see it. Oh, so, so then they you know can they, they can know and okay. they can memorize where it goes. Right, and then the person to get rid of all their cards in the fat kid's gullet uh, <laughs> wins. Are there any winners in this? <laughs> That's it. I, uh, yeah, it's yeah, a I, very, very simple game, but it just, looking back, I, I remember playing that uh, a, a shit ton as a kid. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, shit, that's right. You spun, you, you spun oh, yeah, a wheel. A spinner, and it's called, and it lands on a color. You have to pick one of those like, colors. Yeah, that's right. how it went. You can just pick it random. <laughs> Otherwise, that game, it could end pretty quick, unless you're a dummy. Right. So if if you remember what's if so you spun a red and someone pulled it out and you fucked it up and you put it back, mm-hmm. you got to remember that red. And if you don't land on red, you got to keep remembering that red. That red. So it can build. It, it can yeah. build. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes yeah. the spinner really adds a. Yeah. Yeah. Adds it was a very a very basic three D game, just you know popping up the little yeah, ginger fatty. Fun. We should get it and play it. Yeah. But they, my, my, I'm sure they still make it. I mean, I know it says not men anymore, but we we'll probably really? buy it uh, Yeah. It's, it's yard sale. It. Ready for my next one? Yeah. Go. can see with onions, mushrooms, or pepperoni. You could lose if you have to switch, so you'd better be sharp. You better be slick. Party! Pizza party! Come on! Party! <coughs> Pizza party! So, <laughs> my sister was like hook, line, and sinker bought in by Jingles, and she wanted this game <laughs> so bad, and she wanted to sing and dance pizza, the song Pizza Party while we played it. <laughs> Uh, with there, but this one was fun. It was um, a quick and simple variation of memory, um, which uh, <laughs> this says becomes more adult when uh, money's wagered on the outcome. Each player gets a color-coded slice of pizza uh, with six slots used to hold ingredient discs. There are six discs of four different toppings placed face down on the table, along with two switch one for each color. So let's say you're picking um, a disc up and you get switch one and you have your piece of pie almost filled in with the one ingredient. You have to switch it with the person to your left or right. Um, uh, oh, it, with the corresponding color. It's it'll sell, like if you have green, it says to switch with red. Mm-hmm. You have to switch with red. So um, players flip over one uh, disc at a turn and add it to their slice if it matches the toppings they already have. Uh, so you're trying to like, there's like onion, pepper, mushroom, and pepperoni. 
So you're trying to like fill in all your 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 holes on it with like pepperoni or or mushroom, and you have to remember where it was. And if you like like I said, the fun was when you're almost filled, you get a switch one, and you have to like, oh fuck, here you go. Um, but you needed at least four people to play. <laughs> it wasn't any fun because there's four slices of pizza. I think we. I remember playing it. I'm not sure if we had it or it's just. It's very much a, um, like a daycare game. Yeah. I would say. You know, it's like here, kids, play this for eight hours while we go and uh, file our nails till your parents show up and, and pick you up. I was in never in daycare. We were latchkey kids. I was eventually. Yeah, we were from a young because my brother was two years older than me, okay. and I was four years older than my sister. So that was enough space that they thought we could take care of each other. We didn't, but sure. um, it allowed for, um, I don't know, us to be idiots constantly. But yeah, pizza party was fun. Uh, and now I think you got something a little more complicated. We're oh, just really a board l- this is error here. Danger lurks on Fireball Island. More than a mere board game, it's a three-dimensional adventure. Your quest, the idol's jewel. Coward, I'll go first. A shark. But it's not so easy. Mountains and chasms stand in your way. And beware. Your foes are out to stop you with thundering fireballs. Oh, stop her. And collapsing bridges. Oh, no. Got it. And you don't win till you're off Fireball Island, the three-dimensional adventure from Milton Bradley. This wow. game's the shit. I, I mean, this is a game I'd always see at, like, like bizarre yard sales, like mm-hmm. church bizarre yard sales. If you see it, buy it. Yeah, I heard it's worth a fortune now. Yeah, it's like 400, 400 bucks, bucks yeah. on eBay. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's petitions out to get it remade and shit, but I don't know. So explain to me how this okay. is played. So it seems complicated. I, I Look never, at pictures. I, I, never, I never had it. This was oh, okay. the, the, the cool kid up the street had it, and oh. I would want to go, oh, so badly go over to the house and... We'd go over and we'd be playing in the basement and there's Fireball Island and I'd just be like kind of like pull it out little by little, okay. suggesting that we play Fireball Island. Never wanted to play fucking Fireball Island. Um, so these red balls, these red marbles those are, are the fireballs. fireballs? Yeah. So <clears throat> you, would, you would move your little... Uh, uh, explorer? Explorer, archaeologist around the, around the board. This and game if, seems heavily influenced by Indiana Jones. Oh, it's very Indiana Jones, yeah. Romancing the Stone. Um, romancing the Stone. And anything to kill for archaeology. Right. Um, but if you rolled a one, <laughs> you would launch a fireball. Just one? Yeah. Where do you launch it, it from? Uh, they're, they're set at different points throughout oh, okay. the board. So they all and don't come down at once? No, no. You, one at a time, and you can roll it. You can decide if you want to put it in each direction. Cause so it, your goal is you, to knock out the other archaeologists? Y- well, your goal is to get to the crystal up by um by that volcar thing that's volcar okay the little red crystal next to volcar yeah and you got to get that and then get it to the boat and leave on the boat leaving everyone else in the island to die um <laughs> but uh so th- the fireball could potentially take you out as well oh because it, it'd go one way but it could snake other ways it could it could roll or if it takes out another guy and it falls into you it could take you both out you oh. don't necessarily have a choice now what gets tricky is as you uh if someone gets the crystal, mm-hmm. now Volcar gets pissed. Now he starts shooting fireballs. How does he shoot fireballs? Uh, they launch from the top and they kind of launch out. But and it follows these channels that so are also. How, how does Volcar know you took? If you took the crystal, he automatically starts. Trying. No, no, you have to trigger it. Wow. Yeah, but his whereas the ones you launch throughout the board game go a couple paces right. different. 
his are go the like, whole trail. The game like, can go the whole trail or go down and like knock out the bridges. And if you're on the bridge, it throws you off the bridge, and then it takes you to these pit, these smolder pits where you have to you basically lose a turn and then start from scratch and work oh, your way so back these up. Card, these, that's what these cards are here. Yeah, they're, I forgot what the cards necessarily do. But uh, it's, I mean, it's a huge, like, 3D vacuum form yeah. uh, board, and it was just it was just badass looking. It was a lot of fun. It looks it. Uh, but, uh, okay. So that was Fireball Island. It seems like, like I'd lose a lot of pieces to this. Oh, th- yeah. My next one was something we played until we broke it. <laughs> it's sometime in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. Crossfire! Yeah! So, my parents were constantly looking for things that my dumb brother and I can play together, and they bought us Crossfire in the early 90s, which has two guns. There's like a reservoir of little metal ball bearings that feed into this gun, and you constantly just kind of... And you just shoot them at two little targets that are plastic purple pieces. One was a triangle, one was a star, with a ball bearing in the middle, so it'd roll back and forth. Um... And uh, you shot it, and you tried to get into the other person's goal, and that's you know how you'd win. And you, you'd squeeze it, pop, 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 and, and your hand would be like sore afterwards, and like eventually these plastic guns would break. But it was so much fun. We'd be like, all right, what are we gonna do? Let's play Crossfire. But you kind of like couldn't really store it, so we just had like a Crossfire table in the back of our playroom. Then <laughs> <And> we kind of. <laughs> Here's the crossfire table. Let's, we get a few games of crossfire in today. Yes. And then we'll go outside and play. Uh, and fist fight to, because we were <laughs> pissed at each other for winning at crossfire. But, yeah, I can't believe you never had it. No. No, it was, it was another the cool kid up the street again. And Well, that's because you had a, just a sister, right? Yeah. See, yeah. I had the older brother. So there was always, like, like, like Pizza Party and Crocodile, Crocodile Dentist were, were – results of my sister mm-hmm. crossfire was very much a result of having a brother having a brother yeah well i got to play pretty pretty princess so. i sort of we had to play it too mm-hmm. we had no choice that and what was it mall madness see we, i got lucky on that one yeah. it was kind of fun yeah yeah um so yeah that was my next one your next one uh, i couldn't there i couldn't find a commercial for the life of me and uh, uh, the original, this is based off of, oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, well, they've heard this before. <laughs> this show? No way. <laughs> not, to, not to beat a dead horse. Is this the Ghostbuster board game? Yeah. It's, it's the real Ghostbusters. The game. real Ghostbuster board game. And it was, it was kind of a remake of another game, uh, right? It was uh, off of a uh, game Ghost Castle, which came out a couple years earlier, which is actually based off a game called Witch Witch. Which was from like 1970. Okay. Which I was gonna pull that commercial, but the quality was so bad that I didn't want to. I didn't even know this existed. At the really? Time. No. Oh, uh, this I this was I played this game till it broke. I would go on and read about it, you know, in my mm-hmm. 
later years when just searching all things Ghostbusters. But yeah, as a kid, uh, I, I played this I, game. I would have wanted it. Oh, it's so it fucking awesome. It looks cool. The, the artwork is beautiful. I mean, it's an awesome looking game. The box alone, the box art alone is just is badass. Uh, but yeah, it, that that's the one that's kind of like um, they're all riding Ecto one and chasing, it's chasing Slimer. Slimer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. Um, oh, that's it's only selling. Oh, it's only a, a, ma- a magnet of the our box artwork. I was yeah. like, oh, it's only five dollars. Uh, but it, it's a three D board game, so you have the board's broken up in the four rooms. Yeah, the the firehouse. Um, I think like a pawn shop, a museum, uh, the city streets, and the museum. And you'd have to work your way through collecting um, uh, ghost cards. Once you got so many, you could advance uh, to the next room. So there's a spinner. It looks like it has Slimer, two traps, and a running pink ghost. What was that all about? Uh, I forgot what all the... Oh, you have to draw cards. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a dice involved? Yeah, that was for... uh, I think the dice was for movement. Mm. But then, what What's you would the do staircase is staircase involved. Well, about? well, it's anything involving Ghostbusters. You have to have a staircase. I mean, this game, the for? video game. Right. This, it's like they took one line out of the movie, and it's like this has to be incorporated somehow. Yeah, for like um, thirty seconds in the movie, they climb stairs. Well, yes. now there's one where he's like, "I think I'm sick." When yeah. they climb, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. For thirty seconds, the movie turns into twenty minutes on okay. the NES game, and um, just and this crushing entire- that D-pad denouement of this board game so you would trigger traps and you would if you're in a certain spot you would drop this glow-in-the-dark skull Mm -hmm. down the chute and then depending on which way it would go it could either trigger like an axe and it would like chop you or uh uh, hit like a a trigger like the balcony and it would open up sometimes a trap door and then you could advance to the next room Mm -hmm. but if you were on the other side it would also trigger that trap door is also a ghost on the other side, and it would attack you and knock you over. Or the skull would just fall down the stairs and take you out. Oh, no. And the idea was to make it around the board and then eventually up the stairs to uh, to shut the trap. Okay. Oh, I see the trap up there. Yeah. It looks like I would have had fun with this game. It is a very fun game. I'm, was it hard to set up? It looks hard yeah, to set up. Yeah, it took some work. And like because it's the cardboard walls and you have like these little... Uh, little like elbows that would hold the cardboard together and it would start mm-hmm. the the corners would get start to peel and right. you know shit like that but, but it, it was oh it was a fun game i played it i played that game hard to played it hard played it hard yeah, it's funny how so far we, neither of us really had each other's games mm-hmm. um, i don't know if anything's gonna at this point no nothing's no, gonna we, there's no crossover so that's <clears throat> says a lot even, we didn't even discuss uh like throw back and forth, like you know, to worry about overlap or anything like that. We just yeah, right. We didn't even yeah. like argue over who takes what. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, just I claim my next one, but you were like cricket, cricket. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? I, I mean, I had a list of I think I started probably like fifteen, maybe even twenty that I started to whittle down. Uh, and I left out the class, you know, Monopoly, Monopoly life, life, Clue, like clue. like I would call it like the big three. That's your yeah. you know. Risk was even something I would play later uh, in life and in college when we were game. like smoke marijuana and <laughs> drink. My problem is I don't have anyone to play with. Yeah. And you kind of, it's best with three people or more. Yeah. So even, uh, we should get, uh, Christy over here one day. And I think that'd be intense watching Christy oh play my, Risk. Jesus Christ. She would have us executed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's going to come in with a little Napoleon hat. 
Oh, a few people only know. Uh, that'd be scary. Okay, well, you know how I said the the Crossfire was very much informed by having an older brother, and the other two games were informed by having a little sister. This one was all me, baby. Wrong. <laughs> Yellow, help me. <laughs> uh, you could put me up on this. This Green is gameplay action. Me. This is okay. an electric game. Which room? And one, you'd have to like one, type codes zero, into this little computer, card, sound. and it'd tell you these. <laughs> what is this? Red, it's called Omega Virus. The Omega Virus. Green terminated. Yellow terminated. Of between your entire family. <laughs> No one out besides you, no one took this and threw it against the wall. <laughs> no, and it was so much fun to play. If any of you played it and you know how much fun this game was to play, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was actually created by Michael Gray, the guy who made Mall Madness and Dream Phone. Um, and okay, so here's the plot. It's the year 2051, Squeezer. Earth is now orbited by the Great Battlesat-1 station, which protects Earth from a meteor impact or stray comets. Hang on. I'm going to write this down. So in, <laughs> so in, in, in 30 years, I'm going to look up. Well, it protects us with super payloads of plasma from weapon silos. However, during a routine, routine maintenance operation, something goes horribly wrong, and the station master's computer is infested by a microscopic nanofags that build a... Singular intelligence, foreign artificial intelligence, and in, in the computer core. While the humans aboard the station are forced to evacuate as all support systems shut down, the Earth's leadership is contacted by an entity known as the Omega Virus, which threatens to turn the Battlestat's plasma weapons upon the planet. A power struggle ensues between four major global powers, the North American Federation, the Euronational Force, the Oceanic Republic, and the Asiatic Alliance, to send a single techno-combatant to destroy the virus, and potentially the other techno-combatants, and gain control of the Battlestat station for their government. The techno-combatants depart the Hauser Air Force Base on individual craft, each bound for one of the station's four... And this is a fucking board game we're talking <laughs> about. Each bound for one of the station's four-function docking bays, why they will all battle the Omega virus and each other for control of the space station. Um, so yeah, the way it worked was it was this fold-out board and there was a computer in the middle with like uh, numbered keys and you'd get like these access cards and you'd have a character and he'd, there'd be little weapons in the middle that you'd pull and add to them that you could attack. So, um, you'd be able to like go in different rooms and search different rooms if you got different access cards and then you'd have to put in the number of the access card and see if you go in the next room or if you, you, you die or access denied. And you could also get these little probes that would help you and you could, you could search more than one room at a time. Um, uh, within a room, a variety of results could occur. One is the electric console would say nothing here, in which case the turn is relatively futile. Uh, the player might also find a beneficial item. This consists of color access cards which enabled you to enter different color rooms, a probe, which I said will help you do more than one at a time, <clears throat> one of the three weapons needed to defeat the game's antagonist, the Omega Virus. On the negative side, one might be attacked by the Omega Virus itself. At the end of the turn, the console would say code XX, where XX is a two-digit number. The code matched what the player put in as their secret code at the beginning. The Omega Virus is known to be located in that room. 
Also, on the negative side, a player could be transported to a random docking bay. There's a lot to it, and it was a lot of fun. How how well uh, did your sister take to this? You explaining the rules? Oh, I don't think she liked it at all. But I had a friend down the street, Matt, who would come. Like we'd play it constantly. We should get Ridley Scott attached to direct this thing. I know, right? No, it's scary. <laughs> the whole premise of it really isn't that far off from a possibility. No, not at all. <laughs> Year 2051? If we make it to that. I mean, if, this could if be... If the nanotechnology doesn't wipe us out before then. Right. We could be talking about this in the year 2020 from the way we're going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and um, I enjoyed it. I, it's that still sounds like, like something I would... My most memorable game and the most... I always was like, oh, will someone please play a move of ours with me? I'll play with you. Will she get it? We should get Let's it. Let's hunt it down. It, it doesn't go for very much. They also sell an emulator that will run on an iPad that emulates the center console. Because so, that's probably half of those are probably fried or right, right. Uh, corro- just sitting around with double A's in it for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it burned a hole through the shelf. Batteries. It's like <laughs> acid for blood. Um, but yeah, that was my next one. So I. I I think we uh, we can move on to your next pick. Yeah, I couldn't find any uh, anything directly for the game, so I pulled a commercial spot that is, I think, suitable and related to it. On January 19th, the Superdome will explode! News on Wheels presents the U.S. Hot Rod Grand Slam of Motorsports and Camel Mud and Monster Truck Racing Championships. Get ready for a mega motor meltdown! Slide by slide, nitro burning, mud racing, hot rod 4x4 pulling, death defying sky jump! Watch for the first time in New Orleans, Grave Digger versus Bigfoot, Excalibur, and more! It's Monster Truck Racing! 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 It's now the box office and all Ticketmaster locations. One night only, January 19th, the Superdome! Superdome! Wow. I could listen to those all day. <laughs> Superdome. 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 Do you ever play Crash Canyon? No, this seems like something way out of my... Oh, uh, this game, was, this was fun. Did uh, you play it or did you Oh, yeah. It? No, I had this. I okay. had this. This was, uh, this was like my Fireball Island, which it was very similar. It was the Vacuform 3D. In fact, just by from a quick glance, you might even confuse the boards. Really? But this is a... Uh, Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. It's a racing game. Oh, you know what? We had this. Really? You had right. micro machines with it? Uh, well, m- micro machines in quotes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, we had this game. Yeah, this game was awesome. I never played it. My brother had it, really? and I didn't really know I, the rules. I think, I think I played it more using the... Um, I think we just used it as a little playset yeah, for our micro it, machines. Well, I used it for, like, my G.I. Joes. It was a great passion, Dale. <laughs> you know, just... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had this thing. Yeah, I completely forgot about it. That's that's weird. But yeah, we you'd fill up the little. Uh, would you use water if you played it? Oh, you'd, you'd fuck fill yeah. it with water you and gotta the, fill it up. So if the, there's blue on the board, the, that's the, water. Water. <laughs> um, so it was this 3D raised, uh, you know, like a mountainous terrain, and you would roll the die and race micro machines along the board. Now, what made this different was you move your car so many spots, whatever you rolled. And then you would just, like, pinching it, you would let it go. And then gravity would decide where it goes. It could either roll forward, it could roll back, or mm-hmm. it would, if you're lucky, well, stay where it is. Sometimes it would roll forward and you'd gain, like, you know, five, six spots. Or it would completely roll off course and you'd end up in a ditch or in the water or upside down. Oh, yeah. Which in that case, if you were upside down, you have to take a turn to flip it over. 
<laughs> then you take another turn to move it back onto the course before you can continue like again. Rocking the joystick in yeah. GTA. Yeah. Just yes. Rock exactly. Your joystick yes. And flip your car yeah. over. So yeah, if you flipped it, you were fucked. That's two turns you lose because it takes a whole turn to flip it over. Oh, or you could, uh, if you rolled the star, you could move um, someone else's car one spot forward or back, which oh. doesn't seem like a lot. But if they're like on the top of a ridge, right. moving them forward or back one spot, I mean, you could either put them in the water or move them back five spots. And you know, eventually you get, it's a racing game. So the point is to get to the finish line. <laughs> but you could do, we, I, we had like marathons where we'd do laps and like just three, four, five lap races. When you say we, I played by myself. <laughs> With blankets over the windows <laughs> so they couldn't see you eating cold pizza or fully cooked breakfast foods. Well, it, it, uh, <laughs> you could easily play by yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the only thing would be that the only discretion really is um, uh, which... Your sister never it, played this with you? Which, I think she did yeah. every now and then. She get bored of I, it. Yeah, she didn't want to get bored. Get out! Was, the pretty pretty princess, bored yeah. and dress you up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Should we just move on from there? Yeah. It's a fun game. It lo- yeah, I, I do remember. I want to. I want to try to. I got to try to track one of those down too. Just now. Now start that having game n- nights. Now here. I want to start just fucking. Digging up old board games now more than anything. Yeah, we really. When the hell are we gonna have time to sit around and play board games? Yeah, we barely have time to do this. Well, let's let's do something. You could. My next pick is something that you didn't necessarily need to have a whole table. You could take this on the go. Thundercats will be back after these messages. the fun of flip siders the games that look like cassettes but they're a whole lot more mall madness rock tour chopper chase six and all collect them all flip siders new from milton bradley so squeezer back when i was a kid um i looked for any way like when you when you were at home you had the world at your hands you had nintendo you could run around and play outside. You had your books, your coloring books, your, your games. But when you were stuck on the road, you were always looking for a way to like pass the time. Like Game Boy came, you couldn't play that at night. You wanted to have your Nintendo with you, uh, your games with you, everything with you at all times, but you couldn't. So you'd look for, you'd always look for little things. Like I was obsessed with the, the Milton Bradley travel versions of, of, that my parents never bought me of like Monopoly and stuff even Crocodile Dennis, but um, these flip siders were little cassettes. They looked like a cassette tape, and then like a magnetic board with three-pronged thing would flip out a game board, and then there'd be, there'd be like a little drawer for the pieces, and then there'd be like a, a switch that you'd spin, and there'd be two spinning wheels, and you'd get your instructions, and there was a bunch of different games. They were all horrible, but yeah, I, I loved the concept of these, and I, and I had one. And I had like one or two. Uh, they were, and I just always, always like, and you had to like play a little. I also had the little like, um, rectangular checkers and chess boards that had the magnetic okay, yeah, pieces okay. too. I was always looking for some something to do, like because when you're on the like driving to the beach or driving mm-hmm. to like a mall that my mom wanted to go to in fucking Phillipsburg, 
would always be <laughs> so annoying to me. Now I will just, I have the world on, on a five inch rectangular piece of computer in my pocket and I sit and stare at the wall. <laughs> but as a kid, if kid Ryan could have this fucking iPhone and this iPad, he would lose his shit. Adult Ryan just wants to stare at the wall or out the window or peacefully drive in silence. <laughs> You couldn't just be with your thoughts for a brief moment as a kid. You needed no, constant. No, I, I never wanted to be. I needed constant. They constantly be entertained. Uh, but yeah, these flip siders. So I, I wanted to. These flip siders were really cool, and I wanted to look one up on eBay to like maybe buy as a giveaway. Dude, these things are fucking expensive. The like out of the box are at least twenty five dollars, and who knows if they have the pieces on the card still sixty dollars. Unless you want to buy. One of the fucking foreign flip flappers <laughs> that have a foreign box. Those are still thirty dollars. Uh, there's a turtles one that's like completely like from like Denmark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fucking flip siders, man. They were they were a lot of fun. I, don't I was remember gonna them. sorry, I was gonna buy one and make it a giveaway on our Instagram, but fuck that, they're expensive. Uh, but I loved it, so I'll post pictures. See if anyone else remembered it on Instagram. Um, yeah, and that's all I have to say. That's all. That's my game. And we need three hours now to go through all your clips for your next pick. <laughs> and I will play your first one. Ah! So this is the command center of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> and this must be Picard's chair. It is now. I thought this was original Star. I'm I'm not a Trekkie at all. So this was the sec, the the next generation with Professor X in it, right? Yeah. Okay. Were you a Trekkie? Uh, not not really. Uh, But you watched it. I watched it every now. Here's one. People talk about the Next Generation like it was like one of the best shows. I always remember it being on and like after wrestling on Saturday afternoons in syndication. That's when it lived. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, here's the thing. for the time. I, I guess it was. Uh, now you look back, it's like oof, it was. It was rough. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't a huge huge fan, and then I think one Christmas. I got a whole bunch of Star Trek action figures and like a playset for Christmas. Oh, the Playmate ones, Playmates. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know why, but I figured, what the fuck? They're toys, so I played Star Trek, and I kind of became a fan just by default. Default, yeah. Huh. The only the only thing Star Trek I've ever seen was that first J.J. Abrams reboot movie, and that was cool, but it wasn't enough to be it's like. It's not your thing. I'm a fucking Trekkie, and I should yeah. be because I'm. Everyone tells me I'm like that. Uh, spot character with my emotionless yes yeah. <laughs> the robot that i am um we gotta bring our expert in next time around for uh our buddy dan for, yeah for in a talk dan star trek to star trek dan and if you're listening i'm sorry that i'm not a trekkie i know it's well uh this this game was it was a vhs board game so that was that oh, was a clip from in the, okay this, this was based off of uh oh what the hell was it a nightmare i think it's almost a, a complete ripoff of Nightmare. Well, the, had, the official. It was another VHS, VHS board game. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, this one. This was fun, but also infuriating because 
even though I had I liked this game and it was fun to play, everyone else in my house hated this <laughs> fucking game. Um, I remember the only thing I know about uh, VHS board games is from that episode of Community where uh, Abed's girlfriend buys him that Wild West one, and they, they sit and keep playing it over and over. Well, the uh, the full title of this game is. Star Trek The Next Generation Interactive VHS Board Game, A Klingon Challenge. Oh. What's a Klingon? Uh, they're like the bad guys. They're oh, okay. the dicks of the, of the galaxy. Okay. Uh, so the, the Enterprise uh, is getting worked on at a, uh, what the hell do they call them? Starbase? I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm going to piss so many people off when I Sorry. call it the wrong stuff. Um, and you're a skeleton crew working on it while everyone else all the stars at a show are off you know doing their thing drinking tea mm-hmm. when a uh kavok a klingon played by uh, robert o'reilly who actually played goron i hope i'm saying that right because that's going to piss more people off who is actually a real klingon character during the next generation this was shot i mean they did the full makeup it was shot on location on the enterprise and directed the the scenes are directed by a legit uh, director. I forgot who did them. He directed like twenty some episodes of Star Trek. So they they went all out as far as the production value of this goes. Even at the end, if you lose, because what's happening is this guy's trying to steal the Enterprise, take it into the neutral zone, destroy another Klingon vessel, and start a war. Because now Klingons like war. So. And if you lose and it, the hour runs out, it plays the clip of, like, the Enterprise blowing up a ship and then the Enterprise blowing up, and they pulled that from other episodes. Do you have that? Uh, not that one in particular. I have examples of, like, him interacting with you. Which one So, like, that? you're moving around. So let's play, um, play two. The crew member who is moving now. <laughs> you demonstrate the aggressive spirit of an anti-can. You must be detained. I had to look it up. I place you in a stasis field. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It sounds fun. It's fun, yeah. So uh, most of the time... Did you have to pause the tape? No, it's an hour long. Oh, so you played through the the, hour. Yeah, and most of the time, it's just like the... But you knew what was going to happen after you played it once, right? Yeah, but it would differ between... Where you were on the board? Where you were on the board and what order you went in, Uh. shit like that. Um... Most of the time, know, right? Yeah, kind of. So it it, if you play it enough, right. which I did, <laughs> um, it got to the point. Uh, oh, anyway, so most of the game, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. It got to the point. Well, eh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> most of the game is you just watching like the screen like in warp drive. You're just seeing stars uh, go flying okay. by and the clock ticking. And every now and then he would pop up and you know do something to... A particular player who's moving now, if you're in a certain part of the ship, if you're in like the hollow deck or whatever, and he would do st- stuff to fuck with you. What's you know. his third clip? Uh, third clip, it's just another example of him just messing with you. Should we play it? Yeah, go ahead. Mev, who is moving now? Don't answer. Was this? Seeing you is enough. Experience beige. Was this guy a Klingon? Yes. Oh. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Bad. Uh, yeah, Bij was like a punishment card or something like that. Oh. So the point was to make it around the Enterprise, you'd have 
uh, it was cool because it came with a whole bunch of like props and shit. You had, like oh. the cardboard tricorder. That's all it, you really wanted was the toys. To, that's why yeah, anyone wanted a mousetrap. Yeah, they wanted all it, those gadgets came with and gizmos. Yeah. Um, so you'd have a tricorder, and then you get these security chips. You have to get five chips, load it in a tricorder, and then eventually you can make your way. You have to get to security. What's a tricorder? Uh, it's basically your cell phone now, oh. but in the future. Um, and then you'd get to security, get a, a, a phaser. Which is a gun. Sure. <laughs> um, and then you'd have to make your way up uh, to the bridge within an hour. And then, ta- and then I forgot what it was that, how you had to, you had to draw a particular card. And if you drew the right card, um, you would phase him and you could stop the ship before the war started. And that was it. Like, if you lost, you got this cool endgame sequence where, where ask everything question. explodes. Is that where the term, it doesn't phase me, come from, comes from? I doubt it, but <laughs> we can look that up down there. We can look that up. We'll, we'll get back to you in the next episode of the Rad Years podcast. If that's where the, the phrase, it doesn't phase me, comes phase from. Me. From this board, it's only been around well, since Well, no, from the show Star Trek. I doubt it. Because phase has been around for... Well, I get that, but it doesn't phase me. It sounds like it would come from... Yeah, look that up. Oh, see, I piqued your look interest. I am curious now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what else was... Get the toys. Yeah. Remember the WWF board game that was just a fucking stupid trivia game and you got no little features? Yeah. Oh, I hated this. Yeah, games. that's why. that's what made this game so much fun. All the extra um, the gadgets and doodads. The gadgets and stuff. Well, and you also, because it came with, you know, the uh, their little badge that they like, beep, 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 and like talking, a little walkie-talkie badge. What? Well, they, they were stickers. Oh. And they had like the actual rank pins, like, you know, everything from cadet up to admiral. Like. Okay. <laughs> have you ever seen anything, anyone in a uniform before? Of anything? I think so. Okay. Well, they have ranks in the military and in the Remember, Navy I got and, kicked out of Cub Scouts. <laughs> Okay, so when you were a wolf, had you have gotten bear, now you'd have two patches. Was wolf before bear? Yeah. Okay, I think I only made it to bear. And then I was out. Yeah. I was never a wee belows. I'm surprised. They probably, went, oh man, I'm sure there was someone in there that wanted to keep you around. <laughs> just licking their chops. <laughs> mm. And it was a Catholic school <laughs> troop as well, so... Uh, but what no, I, I was like the little asshole. They always yeah. like my brother. Oh, of course. My brother did. was a cute well, kid. He was happy uh, to be there, too. He was adorable. There's a picture where you could see both of us on, on uh, Instagram opening presents in the 80s. Chris is in the green sweater and blonde hair, I think. And I'm the little asshole with the brown hair and the red sweater. We had coordinating Christmas sweaters. Aww. Um, but. Since, you know, they oh, were, you know what? I didn't, I didn't post that on. I posted on my personal page. That was your page. personal one. Yeah. Well, maybe I will post it. But the. Uh, they were stickers, which kind of pissed me off because they waste them. You can't use them again. So I went through and got a, a cardboard and put the stickers in the cardboard of course and you then did. glued um, hot glued pins to it <laughs> so you could reuse them each time. They should have done that for you. Seriously. Right. The fuck. Um, but that, that was, it was a fun game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Oh, and I was to your answer. You the wrap-up music because oh, I'm, I'm done hearing I, I, about Star Trek. <laughs> I, I didn't tell you what an anti-can is. I don't even... Okay, what is it? Uh, it's basically like a dog alien with like a Michael McDonald haircut. <laughs> My iPad went to sleep. The cart machine always skips. Oh, because someone I'm, didn't... 
potted up before. Didn't uh, pot it up when I was trying. Like, all right, I, I, I thought you were like. I was like, trying to like give the audience a little reprieve from hearing <laughs> about this game that we've heard a lot about. I thought you were like scratching, like air scratching, like wicka wicka wicka. I should have. Um, what's our next topic? Do we have one? Oh, uh, we did, we were discussing it. Are we settled on Happy Meal toys? Yeah, I think we'll Happy Meal toys. We're gonna go not just McDonald's Happy Meal, but all but kids' all, meals. Yeah, that's fair. And then I have a bunch of old bags still Happy Meal toys. We're gonna give them the fuck away. I have tons of them that I bought like an idiot on eBay just to see what they were, and we're gonna give them away. So I have ten seconds left of theme music for Radier's podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Good night, everybody.